So let's start the Gemara. The Gemara on Daf Chavav Amid Beis. The beginning of the Gemara, the topic is a little bit unpleasant, but the Gemara just says like this, Loyalenu, it shouldn't happen. We talked yesterday about if you throw a vessel off a roof, so the second it's in the air, it's already considered broken because it's just going to break anyway. So if someone comes with a baseball bat, the one with a baseball bat is not chayv. So the Gemara says, Amir Abba, Zarek Tinik If someone threw a child off the roof, so the child in the air is already considered dead. So then the other person comes and kills him in midair. So the question is, so what he did is, what it, what he did is, it's it sped up the process of death. So there's an there's a person that's really going to die, but the second person sped it up. The question is, is the second person chayiv misa? So, plugged the Rav Yehuda ben Meseir Rabbanan. So machloek is Rav Yehuda ben Meseir Rabbanan. How so? Did Tanya? Huh? Well, both. The question is, is either or both or or neither? So Tanya... I don't think the first one would be Chayev Lekuliyama because at the end of the day he didn't do it. It would be the second person because he, he the, the question is the second person killed basically a dying, a dead person so to speak but he sped up the process. So this is similar to a Machleikis that we had Rav Yidam Maseh and the Rabbana Titania Hiku Asara Bnei Adam Bi Asara Maklis we're right before the end of Chafav and Medves Asara Bnei Adam if ten people come with bats and hit a person now now, I'll tell you like this. If you hit them, now each person is hitting them, each person is hitting him with enough, per, enough, enough strength that each one could kill him. Now, if all ten hit him at the same time, there's no death penalty because you don't know who killed him. The question is, if you go so what's the Shaila? By the time the tenth guy came, the person was going to die anyway, but he sped it up. So says the Gemara, the Tanakama feels that you're Potter. Why? Because this last guy who killed him, who ended up actually delivering the final blow, he killed the person that was on his way to die anyway. According to Tanakama, that is not enough to get the death penalty. Therefore, in our case, when the baby, once it's in midair, it's already considered Misa anyway, the second person that sped up the process would not get the death penalty, according to Tanakama. Zakra reviewed the Mebesera. He says, Bezach is Achrin Chayim, Neshekir of Misasa. Reviewed the Mebesera says, No, the last one who dealt the blow was the one who sped up the process, he would be considered Chayev Misa because he, he sped up the process. That's enough to get the death penalty. So to an hour discussion, the last person who ends up actually killing the child is the one who gets the death penalty, even though it was going to die anyway, but you sped it up. And for that, it's Chayev Misa. How do you know he's going to die? What do you mean? How do you know he's going to die? What do you mean? Each... They know, they know, yeah, they, they know the Messias. That, that it's, it's such a Messias where it's, it's impossible for the child to survive. Now, here's the Kasha. Boshar It's interesting, child. This child is in the air, so again, it's going to die anyway. And then in midair, instead of a person killing it, an animal gores it and kills it in midair. So the question is, does the animal's owner have to pick Kaifer? Now, we know that when an animal kills someone, you have to pay kaifer. So the question is, you have to pay kaifer. So what, what's the shayla? Why not? The animal kills someone. So here's the shayla. The shayla is telling you, I'll say it outside, we'll say it inside. So machloikas, Reuven has an ox that kills Shimon. So Reuven has to pay kaifer to Shimon's family. The question is, what value do you pay? Do you pay Shimon's value, the victim's value, or do you pay Reuven's value? Do you pay the value of a, sort of atoning for yourself? Meaning... Perhaps you have to pay the value of Shimon because that's the person that was killed to his family, or you have to pay Ruvain's value. Ruvain has to pay his own value because he's sort of like being poide nefesh. He's sort of like giving his money over, sort of like instead of his own life. That's the machloikas tanoim. Is it the main nizik or the main mazik? 
fine. So what, what's the negate to this case? The baby in midair, because the baby is going to die, it has zero value. At that moment, it has zero value. If you're paying the value of the victim, there will be no money to give. If you're paying the value of the owner of the animal, then you would pay. That's the point. Because at the time the animal killed it, it at that moment it had no market value. What, yeah, but what market... Yeah, but any time the animal or someone kills them, they have no market value because they're dead. No, no, no. The point is, you go by the time of the attack. At the time of the attack, generally, there is a market well, value. Because you see from this Gemara that you go by the value at the time of, at the time where they met. So you don't go by in a perfect state, a perfect situation. You go by at the time where the animal first hit the baby. At that moment, what is the value? So at that moment, again, it's a chiddush. I could have seen that, like you guys say, which is just, you go by the market of a child. The answer is no. You go by the value at that time. And at that time, there is no value. Therefore, there's no kaifer. We're going by the erech on the marketplace, not the erech of the Torah. Well, kaifer is you go by the value as a slave. Kaifer is you pay the value of a slave. Correct, 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 correct. So if you kill someone who's standing in the of Misa, Correct. It would be the same achlekes. Same thing. It would be the same achlekes. Yeah. Dead man walking. Correct. If an animal kills a dead man walking, it will be tali in this machlekes. If you go by the value of the victim, he has no value. If you go by the value of the owner of the animal, he does exactly. But the same achlekes. So the Gemara says, The owner of the animal has to pay kaifer. What does he pay? Demei nizik. He pays the value of the victim. That's the Tanakama Shita. Rabbi Shemal ben Mazik. He says, no, you pay the value of the owner of the animal. So that would be totally this Shiloh where the victim has no market value at the time of, uh, at the time he's attacked, that would be totally in this Machlekes. The Gemara continues, Okay, these cases are never serious. The point is, you've had this a couple times, I'll go through it quickly. One thing to remember going into this, is we said yesterday that you're always chayev to pay for a damage if you hurt somebody, regardless of whether it's shaygeg, mezid, oynes, rotsos. You're always going to pay. Dalid dvarim, you do not pay if it's b'shaygeg. You pay if it's b'mezid. So now Argumar is saying a bigger of a chiddush. What if it's not shaygeg, but it's not mezid? It's in between. Shaygeg is just like, I put my hand back, I didn't even see you there. And I break your break your nose. I don't have to pay. What if it's not like that? But it's not. I punch you on purpose. It's in between. So the Gemara says this is the case. A guy falls off a roof, and he falls down, and he and he and he. I guess is a ma'isa bia. He falls into such a way that he's able to be boiler, and he hurts her at the same time. So the question is, what is the halacha? Why does it have to be a case of bia is purely to tell you a side halacha? We're going to see in a moment, it will be the same thing if a guy just fell on somebody and hurt him. So what's the halacha? Chayiv bidaladvarim. You have to pay all four things. Now let me ask you a question. Why would I pay all four things? I thought I just got finished saying that a person does not pay if it's, unless it's b'mezid. This guy fell off a roof. What was it? So look at Rashi. Rashi says, Kegoyin shenaf al-baruach metsuya. The case is where it was so, it, it, he went on a roof, it was so precarious on the roof that he blew off on a ruach metsuya. Meaning, if you're sitting on a roof and a hurricane comes and knocks you off, you're not going to have to pay the dal dvarim because that's, that's, that's not mazed, that's, that's, that's barely shaygig. Might be you? 
There might be sh- that's not even uh, that's 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 mamish kimat shaygig. But the case is, no, I think he's good. But but the case is, it says Rashi, the case is where he fell off a roof at ruach mitzuya, meaning a regular wind blew him off. So he was standing mamish on the edge of the roof in such a way that he was being precarious. So says Rashi, that's called karuv lamezid. So it's not shoigeg, it's not mezid, it's in between. You have to pay dalad dvarim. Uh, not all of the dalad dvarim, three out of four. We'll see. There's one you don't pay, but that we'll get to in a minute. But you're not koine by a yivama, meaning if that woman that he fell and he was boiled at the time was a yivama, he's not koine her. Why not? I thought yibam, you're koine, even if it's ba'inus, right? If a man were to rape a yivama, it would be yibam. So, not to say it's allowed, but it means that she would fulfill the mitzvah, even that she could, she, she doesn't do chalitza anymore. So why doesn't this work? So Rashi says, over there, at least you have to have kavana that you're doing a maizabiyah. You have to at least know you're doing a maizabiyah. Over here, the guy b'chalal is not a maizabiyah, he just fell off a roof. So, okay, fine. But that, that's more of a side point. The main point for our discussion is that if a guy falls off a roof on a ruach mitsuya, you're chayiv in dvarim. Because, regular wind. So, which means he stood on, in a precarious way. Exactly, meaning he's standing like he's teetering like in those GoPro videos where he's standing in a way, so he didn't jump off, so it's not bemazed, but he didn't, you can't say it's shoigig, because, you, you, come on, it's on you a little bit, it's, it's called karav lemezed, it's in between, and you're chayv in daladvarim. Now you're not chayv in all daladvarim, says the Gemara, chayv benezek, b'tsar, b'ripoi, b'sheves, avol boishes loy. You're not chayv in boishes. Embarrassing, why? Because embarrassing, it has to be mazed mamish. You're only chayiv to pay for humiliation if you did a hezek b'mezid. Karav l'mezid will get you the rest. Why? But we'll see it as a pasuk in a moment. So the Gemara says, For b'yishis you only chayiv if you're mechavin to hurt the person. If you're mechavin to embarrass the person, to hurt the person, then you pay b'yishis. You pay embarrassment. But if you hurt them, and it's karav l'mezid, you'll be chayiv the other ones, but not b'yishis. So says the Gemara, Let's say a guy falls off a roof, but it's a ruach, and he falls on someone, and he hurts the person, and humiliates the person. So what does he chayib? So this is ruach, so ruach means it's like a hurricane wind. He did nothing wrong. So as I said before, if you do nothing wrong, you're going to be potter in Dalad Dvarim. That's the Gemara, says chayib al anezek, are you chayib for damages? Who potter? But you're potter in all the other things. But ruach, is that you? But ruach metsuya, but if it's a ruach metsuya, okay, it's fine. But if it's a ruach metsuya, so it's a normal wind, which means that he's karav lamezid. So vehizik ubiish chayev v'dal dvarim patel laboishes. Again, you patel laboishes because embarrassment you only pay for if you did it uh, on purpose. How do I know this? Now let's say, oh, so here's the chiddush. So the guy's falling off a roof. Again, it's karav lamezid because he should have been more careful. He falls and lands on someone, breaks his shoulder, and it's on camera, and it's very embarrassing. So he pays for tsar, ripoy, sheves, but not boishas. You don't pay for boishas because boishas you only do if you be a dime. Let's say while he's falling in midair, he sees the guy, and he turns to like cushion his blow on the guy. So he actually moved to sort of protect himself. What's the halacha? Nishapi, chayav ala boishas. Then he chayav for boishas. Because that's considered hurting the person. That's with kavana. Meaning... If you just fall and you happen to hurt the person, that's, that's considered karvlamezid. But if in midair you turn in order to cushion the blow, meaning so you turn like towards the guy to cushion the blow, that's considered more biadayim enough 
to be chayiv and boishes. No, no, that you don't get her. You don't care about that guy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's considered chayiv and boishes. But you see from here that boishes is not just enough to be carved lamezes. It's got to be you know what you're doing. How do I know this? The pasuk describes by boishes a woman that in the middle of a fight she grabs a, a private part of a man. And it's very embarrassing. She has to. That's the pasuk. She says shilcha yada. She sends her hand vechzika and she grabs him. Why does the pasuk have to say these words? The shilcha yada usually means that she grabs the person. Every word in the Torah is precious. It has to say shilcha yada vechzika. The answer is hechzika means that you know what you're doing. Shilcha so, yada can mean I'm just flinging my hands. No, vechzika means she knows what she's doing. That's the point. By boishes, you only chayiv. It's vechzika. You have to know what you're doing. Meaning, but you also see, she didn't intend to embarrass the guy, she intended to hurt the guy. So you see that you have to be intent, you have to have intention to hurt, but intention to hurt is enough. You don't have to intend, intend to embarrass the person, but you have to intend to hurt. Okay. Now, one last sukya before we finish the parak. Let's say a person takes a coal and puts it on someone's chest. Now the case is, the guy can take the coal off. But he doesn't. Why doesn't? Because he sort of doesn't really want to live. And he dies. So the halacha is potter. The person who put the coal is not going to get the death penalty. Why? Because the guy could have saved himself. He chose not to. Then that's akin to suicide. I didn't... His intention was to kill him? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he put the coal on the guy, and then he's watching, and he's like, take it off. He's like, nah. The guy, then that's a case. That's a case where I didn't kill the guy. He killed himself. I'm Potter. Because he could have saved himself and he didn't. Okay, that, that, that I think is a double portion. Al Vinisraf, but let's say instead of while the guy's wearing it, he's got a pile of clothes there. And I put a coal on the clothes. He could take the coals off, but he lets it burn, then I'm chayev to pay. Because a person is allowed to, he doesn't have to necessarily save his clothes. The guy did a Misa Hezek. So you're allowed to say to the guy, okay, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let it burn. Are you going to pay me? Meaning, I'm, I'm not obligated to now save my item. I'm not obligated to be much. I'm obligated to save myself. I'm not obligated to start putting out fires. You made a fire? We're going to let it burn. I'm going to take you to court. And I'm allowed to do that. The fact that I let it burn is not indicative of me being mafkirt. It's just I'm not interested in burning myself. I'm not interested in going through the tircha. I'm going to let it burn. And I'm going to take you to court. And I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. So there's a difference between your body and your money. Yeah, you know, this is where the clothes is not on, on, on his body. He oh, just, his yeah, you know, just time to burn his clothes. So there's a difference between clothes and body. The truth is, I have a source for both. I have a source for both. What's the source? The first one, again, is that if a person basically doesn't save himself, that's not murder. That's suicide. Let's say a guy holds someone's head underwater until he dies. So that's... Um, in your halalis, Mishamume is chayiv. It's the death penalty. Avada, that's murder. But dachlo techa arlo techa mayim. Yochalalis, Mishamume. Let's say you put someone's head underwater and then you let go. And you're like, hey, come on up. And he's like, no. And then he chooses not to come up and he dies. I'm not going to get the death penalty for that. That's suicide. I, I, I let go. He could come up. He, and not that he, he could. He could. He could come up and he chooses not to. That, that's on him. That's on him. That's that's the first source. What about the second source that that uh, it, you're allowed to let your clothes burn and you'll just collect money? Big day 
If a person says to someone, uh, let's say a guy's, a guy's coming with like an axe towards your property, and he's about to swing it on like your door, and you're like, break the door. The halach is if he breaks the door, he's chayv to pay. Why? Because when you say break your door, you're not giving permission. You're just saying, listen, break the door. I'm just going to take you to court. So the Gemara says, Amenas lifter potter. But if, if you say to the guy, break the door and I won't charge you, okay, then you can't charge the guy. What do you see? You see that the guy can say, break the door down. And he's not obligated to save the door. It's also, it's just like you can incite, it sounds like you can incite somebody and say, you want to break the door, break the door, I'm going to go take you. Yeah, because that's fine. They're not allowed to break my door. Right. So, you, so there's a difference between money and uh, money and body. Here's the question. What if you take a coal and put it on a, a man's slave? And then the slave chooses not to take it off and the slave dies. So the question is, a slave is a person. The question is, do I have to pay, right? If you kill a slave, you have to pay. It's called shloshim shalevit. It's a penalty. It's a financial penalty. So over here, do I have to pay? Well, we said that you could let your property burn, but not your body. So this is a slave who's a body and a property. So the question is, what's the halacha? Well, Take it one more step. What about a shar? What if you put a fire on a shar? Now, a shar is a little bit harder because a shar really can't take, they don't have thumbs. They really can't take it off. So, and then it burns. Do I have to pay? So the Gemara says, Pashit. The answer is very simple. The answer is, an ox is money. So if it burns, you let it burn, you'll just charge the guy. That's fine. But an Eved, is, is a person. And if the Evid chooses to not take the coal off his chest, then that's not on me. Then it's, again, the Evid committing suicide, even though, yes, technically an Evid is mummin, but that, that's not the point. It's not an inanimate object. And therefore, if he chooses not to save himself, then that's the death, then that's committing suicide. I'm not obligated to pay. Hadrin Allah, Ketzad Har Rego. Okay. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no, your uh, Miklan on Karlamazin. Because it's what you did is too, is too severe for Ir Mikla. so Ir Mikla won't help you, and we don't want you to go to Ir Mikla because then, then you're then you're uh, you're you're being protected when you shouldn't be. Um, so okay, next Mishnah, yeah, no, the next part of the daf is also very pleasant. Let's say someone puts a kad. Now a kad, just to just to realize, a kad is either a jug or a barrel. Uh, a kad is a small barrel. It's either a jug or a barrel. So if you put a kad in in Rishus Arabim, and another person comes and stumbles over it and breaks it, Potter, the person who stumbled on it, doesn't have to pay. Of course he doesn't have to pay. What are you putting in a main street? More than that. If after stumbling, right, you put down a barrel in the middle of main street and I break it, I don't have to pay. Let's say if I, I accidentally I step over. Let's say, oh, let's say I hurt myself. Not only did I break it, I hurt myself. Then then you have to pay because you put a barbishes arab. Okay. Now notice how hachavis. Um, we started with the word kad, and then we, the last word is bal Notice how it started with the word kad. And then it switched to chavis, which the Gemara is going to point out. It does this a couple times in Shas that it's the word kad and chavis are a little bit interchangeable. The only problem is they're not really the same thing. A chavis is big and a kad is small. So, like, what's the case? Are we talking about something small? Are we talking about something big? Does it matter? So the Gemara asks Akasha, Pasuk bekad. I always thought that a chavis is wood and a kad is like porcelain. I I, I, I hear that. I don't think it. I don't. I think it's more size than the the material. 
could be also. Why does the Mishnah start off with Kad and end with a Chavis? Like, which one is it? And the Gemara, before we answer the question, the Gemara is going to give two other examples in Shas where it does this also. It starts with Kad and Chavis. seems to be interchangeable, but they're not the same thing. So Utna Nami, there's a Mishnah that says later on, it says, A person is walking, holding a Chavis, a barrel. You're walking, holding a beam. And they, you know, and, and, and what happens? Nishbar, Akad, Zabakar, so they bring it to each other. But Potter, they're both Potter. Notice how it started with Chavis, then it says Nishbar, Akadoi. It went from Chavis to Kad. Why? Another example, Pasu Chavis, Kad, another problem. Tznanami, another Mishnah that says later on, Zeba, Bechavis, Shal Yayin, Zeba, Bechad, Shal Dvash, Nizdra, Chavis, Shal Dvash, went from Kad to Chavis, Shavach, Zayena, Vehitzel, Zadvash, Toychein, Loyalschari. I'll just tell you what the case is. It's not really Negei. It's more just to show that it went from Kat to Chavis. The case is where I'm walking with a barrel of wine. You're walking with a barrel of honey. Honey was more expensive than wine. And I notice that all of a sudden you realize your barrel begins to break. So what I do is I'm a quick thinking good guy. I pour my wine out and I quickly grab all your honey. Just to help you. The halacha is I'm... I could ask for reimbursing of the effort I put in to save your honey, but I cannot be reimbursed for the wine because I chose to spill that out. Okay, but that, that's that's the sugi, that's not again, that's in Daf Kuftasvav. The point is, though, it went from Kad to Chavis. So why are we why are we going back and forth? So Amrav Papa, Hainu Kad, Hainu Chavis. The answer is, they're both the same. I mean, there's no difference in Halacha. So the Gemara says, What does it mean? What do you mean they're all the same? Regarding what Halacha are they all the same? So, for business, meaning, if I go into the store and I say, here's 10 bucks, I'd like a kad, please, they can give me a chavis, and vice versa. So if I ask for a chavis, you can give me a kad, and I can't demand my money back, because you see from this Mishnah that they're interchangeable. Here's the question. So that means that if I go to eBay, and you're selling a chavis, and I pay for it, you could send me a kad, and I cannot demand my money back, because we're, we're saying they're interchangeable. Let me ask you a question. If we're in a city where exclusively the word kad means small and chavis means big, then why can I not demand my money back? It's understood by business that that's what we meant. And if we're in a city where the words are used for both, then it's posh it. So like, meaning, how do people, what do people say? Do people call a kad a chavis and vice versa? If they do, then it's posh it that you could in business sell one with uh, interchangeable. If they don't, then why are you allowed to? So the Gemara says, What's the case? If they don't use these terminologies for each other at all, then why taka does it work? I said I'm buying a kad, and you give me a chavis. If we don't, if these words are not interchangeable in our vernacular, then why is it taka a good sale? So the answer is loy tzricha deruba karle kada kadel chavisa chavisa vekadinami the karle chavisa kadel kadel chavisa mal the same as zil basaruba go to the next page kamash malon ain halcha malon acharav the case is where eighty percent of the people call a kada kada and a chavisa chavis but twenty percent of the people go back and forth you see from business that because twenty percent of the people go back and forth that's a legitimate enough of a percentage even though it's not roiv that that in business you could say okay if you if I pay for a kada you could send me a chavis and I can't say I want my money back because you say listen some people call a kada chavis and chavis a kada and therefore it's fine you don't go by money you don't go by roiv okay now here's the here's the here's the gemara's kasha. Is that really true that we don't go by 
Correct. When it comes to monetary commerce, and especially in vernacular, we do not go about do not go by roiv. Not all the times. Sometimes it is. It, listen, not you know at least for this discussion. Um, now here's the gemara's kasha. The gemara's kasha is like this. The said in the Mishnah, I put my barrel down on in Main Street. You walk over it and you break it. You don't have to pay. The question is, why not? You should look where you're going. You could see that someone's saying that. Like, you could say, I'm walking here. And you could say, listen, look where you're going. Right? If, if a man, I, I used to have this when I was a kid. Whenever we would go to, in Israel, I just had bad luck that whenever we were in the, in, in the airport, I'd bang into people's, like, I'd push the cart and it would always hit, like, someone's ankle. And I would always be screamed at in Hebrew before we even left the airport. It was just like my luck. Like, I was the only one in the family. Like everyone else would do it, they'd be like, "Oh, sicha, sicha," and they just like go at me. So, so why I could say I could say why, why are you stopping here? Because they because they, they say keep your look, look what you're walking. So the, why, why didn't you say the same thing in our Mishnah? So that's the kasha. And there's about four answers. Okay. Am I Potter? Why am I not liable for breaking the barrel? You should look where you're going. Why are you stepping on my barrel for? So, a couple approaches. Rav's approach is, Amri Debe Rav, Mishnah Rav, Bimamali Rishasaram Kuli Chavis. So Rav says, You know what? You're right. You know what the case is? I put barrels across the entire main street. So, what are you going to say? Look where you're going? I am looking where I'm going. There's nowhere for me to go. You covered Main Street in barrels. It's not just one barrel. You literally lined up the entire entrance to Main Street with barrels. So, I had to break it. By the way, the cash is according to Rav. Why does it have to be you stumbled? You could actually break it with, with your dive. If someone takes barrels and completely blocks you know, Union Turnpike with barrels, you could take a hammer and break it because you don't have the right to take away. So the cash on Rav is that why does it say stumbled? It could actually say shavar. Okay, we'll get to that. That's Rav's approach. Shmuel says, Shmuel says, you know what, you're right. If someone actually stumbles on barrel, they should have to pay for the barrel. What's the case? The case is at night. So you, could, you can't say to the guy, look where you're going. I can't look where I'm going. Dark out. Okay. Rav Yechon Amar B'Karen Zavis. Rav Yechon says the case is where someone left it at a corner. So I, it's like, look where you're going. I, I, I did, but it was at a blind turn. So what do you want from me? So you see, all of these opinions hold that you actually, if you break it, most of the times you'll have to pay for it. It's just, it's at night, or it's in a blind corner, or they block the entire main street. So it says the Gemara, Amr Rav Papa, Le'daike Masisen the problem is Rav doesn't really work in the Mishnah. Why? Again, Rav's point is you completely covered the entranceway to Main Street in barrels. So the question is, and therefore if you break one, you don't have to pay for it. Because where am I supposed to go? Here's the kasha. So why does it have to be that I... Shmuel says that it's at night. That's why I don't have to pay. So the question is, according to Rav, why does it have to be that I stumbled? I could break it be a dime. If someone completely blocks Main Street with barrels, you could take a hammer and break it. Because they don't have the right to steal from the public. So the question is, according to Rav, my area nitka, why does it have to say that the person stumbled on it? I feel a shover nam, you could break it be a dime. No, the guy Mamish covered it. Mamish covered it. He covered Main Street. There's no way to walk unless you there's no way to go. There's no way to walk. There's no way to move. So in that's the case, you could take a hammer and break it. So why does it have to be that you stumbled? You could do it be a dime. So the Gemara said, I'll tell you why it said stumbled. What's the end of the Mishnah? The end of the Mishnah is if after breaking it I hurt myself, then I could say you pay me. 
That only works if you stumble. If I go to that case of the barrels and I take a hammer and I start banging it and all of a sudden a shard hits my shoulder, I can't be like, you have to, you have to pay for the medical. It's like, dude, you, who said to break it like that? That's why it had to be nitkal. Because it's not for this case. You're right. You talk kishava biyadayim. But if you want to claim medical expenses for injury, that's dafka if it has to be full. Really, it could be the same if you broke it deliberately. So why does it say accidental? I did by the Mishnah. That's more for the end of the Mishnah. Because the end of the Mishnah says, That if after breaking it, I hurt myself, you have to pay for my medical expenses. Why? That's only true if you actually did it accidentally. If you take a hammer and break the barrels, which you have the right to do, but if you hurt yourself, I'm not paying. Why? I'd say, who You hurt yourself. I'm not paying for that. So therefore, Okay. So you have over here a couple approaches. Then you have the fourth approach, which I think is the most. Uh, so the last approach was that he, even though he was allowed, according to Rav, to break the barrel, to, 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 he's punted from breaking the barrels. But you, if you hurt yourself, you're not going to be able to. The point is, you have a couple approaches. As again, the kasha was, I'm walking on Main Street, I break a barrel, why don't I pay for it? So one opinion is it's at night, second opinion is it was in a blind curve, or the third opinion is that it's rolling across the whole thing. You know what the answer is, I think we would all say? What are you doing putting something on Main Street? And that's the answer. says, Rav Yochadon, Rav You know what Ula said? Ein darkish I don't have to think of there's a barrel when I'm walking in Main Street. Meaning, this whole premise that you could say to the guy, watch where you're walking. No, I don't have to watch where I'm walking. I'm allowed to walk on Main Street and assume that there's no, there's no barrels on the floor. That's the answer. So according to Rav Ula, no, it's like, it calls him Rav Ula. Such as, according to Ula, or Rav Ula, I've never seen Rav Ula before. Okay, according to Ula, I'll ask Dovi if the guy made a comment. So I'll go, according to Ula, the, 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 you're always putter if you hurt yourself on Main Street. If you break something on Main Street. So says the Gemara, So the case was once in Narda that Shmuel had a case where someone broke the barrel and he said you have to pay. Now this is Lishitasa because what was Shmuel's Pshat? Shmuel's Pshat is that the case of the Mishnah went on Potters where it's at night. But if it was during the day, you would have to pay because you should say to the guy, watch where you're walking. So Shmuel Lishitasa, I felt you have to pay in a scenario where it was during the day. Rava also felt that you're chayv. The question is, why did Rava feel you're chayv? The bishleim is Shmuel kishmaite. Shmuel's l'shitasei. Ela Rava leimik kishmuel sirale. Why did Rava say that that you're chayv in such a case? Amrav Papa karna de atzer hava. The kivan de brishus kavdi boilulina mezel. You know what the case was? It was a weird thing where it's on Main Street. They have a small press, a wine press on Main Street, and it was known that near that press, people can put barrels there. So normally Rava would agree with you that if someone breaks something, you could say to the guy, why, why is it there? And I don't have to be like, and if you say to the guy, watch where you're walking, he'd say, no, I don't have to watch where I'm walking. It shouldn't be there. But if you, but by the wine press, it's known that you're allowed to put barrels there. So if you actually break it, that's on you. Okay, that was the case. One last sugya, very simple, very interesting. Essentially, it's, it's very easy to understand. It's just hard to apply. The Gemara says as follows. Shalach le'rev chizlerev nachman. Hari omru, okay, here, here's the deal. There's compensation for embarrassing someone. Changes depend on how you hurt the guy, right? You punch the guy, right? That's a level of embarrassment. Slapping someone, like at the Oscars, is more embarrassing, conceptually, if that were to happen, right? Slapping someone is more embarrassing than punching. And there's... And, 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 uh, exactly. And if I were to take this 
and fling it around and hit you. That'd be very funny. And that would be a higher level of embarrassment. So how do you hurt someone? So the Gemara gives some rules. Here's the rules. If you knee someone, that's three slime. Kneeing someone is painful and it's kind of funny. It's kind of embarrassing. So that's that's three slime. Lebita, kicking someone, that's really embarrassing. You get a kick from another adult male. That's that's uh, <laughs> that's a busha de gazach. You pay five slime. Sanakiris, you take a donkey saddle and you hit someone over the head with a saddle, that's 13 slime, because that's really embarrassing. But here's the question. So Rav Chizda asked Rav Nachman, what happens if someone hits someone with the handle of a shovel? So Rav Chizda hears this. The handle. You take the handle off and you just you hack him in the head. So the question is, so Rav Nachman, Rav Chizda added Rav Nachman that. So you know what Rav Nachman said? Uh, what, like, it's like Rechiz is like, what if hypothetically someone were to hit someone? So Rav Nachman said, well, what's the case? Like, this, this is not hypothetical. This obviously happened. So Rav Nachman said to Rav Chizda, Shalachli, Chizda, Chizda, Knosa, Kamegavis, Mebavel. Why is it Negeya? You're not allowed to, um, paying for Boishas is considered a Knas. Humiliation is considered in the category of a Knas. They don't pay for humiliation in Bavel because they didn't have Smicha. So Rabbi Nachman said to Rav Chizda, what's a Negeya? You can't collect anyway. So tell me the case. Maybe I could uh, I have a little bit of a better insight. Meaning, what's the ma'isa? So he says like this: and then three minutes. There was a certain well. Okay, here's the case. Me and Menasha, welcome back. Me and you share a well. Okay, here's the deal though: there's not a lot of water in the well, so we have a deal. Every other day, I take Monday, you take Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We we switch off. What happened? What happened? So one day, my day is Monday. Monday is my day. All of a sudden on a Monday, I go to the well and I see Menashe taking water. I'm like, hey, it's my day. Obviously, uh, it's my day. He said, I don't care. So what happens? So so I took the handle of a shovel and I hit him in the head. So that was the case. The question is, how much do you pay for Boishas? So you know what Rav Chizda responded, Rav Nachman responded, Amrle, may a pandi bepandal mechayi. What are you paying for at all? He was right to do this. This introduces us to a concept, and that is: Are you allowed to take the law into your own hands? And not, and and if you did, do you have to pay? So there's someone. It's hard to know the case because a lot of, you'll, you'll think there's someone parked in front of your house, parking in front of your house, parking in front of your house is is, is not poshid whether that's considered a hezek. But let's say there's someone who's being mazik your property. There's a guy taking a ba- baseball bat to your wall, and he's hitting the wall of your house. So you're going to be like, okay, I can call the cops, I can call Bezin, or I also have a bat. <laughs> and I hit the guy, and I chase him off my property. Now, now he could take me to court, or maybe I'm allowed to do this. That's exactly what happened here. The guy is stealing from me, because we have a deal. You're not allowed to take water on Monday. You're stealing from me. So I took the handle of a shovel and I hit him. So said Rabbi Nachman, you're allowed to do this. Why? And he explained. Even though there's a machlekes in general, whether you're allowed to take law into your own hands. Are you allowed to be a vigilante in halacha? It's a machlekes. But says Rabbi Nachman, If I'm losing money, meaning... If the guy's breaking my property, if I'm losing money, I could take, I could take the, the, the law into my own hands. Obviously, you, have, you can't go overboard. You're only allowed to do enough to stop the guy. The only machloikist is, what if it doesn't cost me any money? Maybe I'll give you an example. Okay? Guy parks in front of my property. It doesn't cost me any money. He parks in front of my driveway. It doesn't cost me any money. Yeah, 
But I don't like it. So I pop his tires. That could be a machloikas of whether you're allowed to take law into your own hands. But that's because I'm not losing anything. But if I'm losing things, if he's stealing from me, in this case, he's stealing money from me, he's stealing my water, that you're allowed to take it into your own hands. He feels it's not a problem. Let's just end with this. The Gemara says, Day tomorrow, what's this Shaila about? We'll deal with this tomorrow on, on a larger scale. Rav Yehuda says, You're not allowed to enforce the law by yourself. And if you do, you will be responsible for what you did. Rav Nachman said, You're allowed to be a vigilante. Now, Hecha Dekapsida. If I'm losing money, everyone agrees you're allowed to. This is when you're not losing money, are you allowed to? Again, I'm gonna, tomorrow I'll look into well, what if you go too far and all these things. But the question is, are you allowed to take the law into your own hands? Ravida says you're not allowed to. Why? Because there's no financial loss if you wait and go to court. Meaning, the cases, the cases where the guy is... Is not stealing money from me, but he's doing something wrong. Okay, he's parking in front of my property. I've told him every time my neighbor, he, st- he doesn't, he, every single time. So, you know what I do? I have two choices. I can go to Besdin or I can pop his tires. So, I popped his tires. Review this says you're not allowed to do that, and you have to pay for the pop tires. Why? Because there's no financial loss. Go to court. What does Rabbi Nachman say? You're allowed to enforce the law. Because you're enforcing what's right, Loy Torah. What, what do I have to go to court for? Why do I have to be matriach myself and go to court? I did nothing wrong. I'm the one in the right. That's not like this. Now, let's end with this. Masiv, Rav Khan, Rav Khan has a kasha, Ben Bagbag, Oimer, Ben Bagbag says, Okay, basically, here's the deal. You stole something from me, yeah? That baseball cap. That was my baseball cap. So, I see it in your backyard. So, here's the deal. So, it says Ben Bagbag, I have two choices. I could creep in the middle of the night and steal it back. He says, don't do that. Don't be a ganav. Here's what you do. You know what you do? Shemateril of kaganav. Because then you're looking like a thief. Don't, don't, don't. Like sneaking. You know what you do? You want your hat back? Shvar Shinov. Knock on his door, break his teeth, and say, give me my hat back. No, no, no hiding. No, no, no. Knock on the door and break his teeth. What is that? That sounds, listen, there's no financial loss to me if I don't get my hat back right now. That kind of sounds like I'm taking vigilante in my own hands, and you're allowed to. So this is a proof that you're allowed to. So Amr Leisa, how do you defend that if you hold that you're not allowed to take law into your own hands? How do you say that you break the guy's teeth? So Amr Leisa, two responses. First of all, Imach ben Bagbag, first of all, who are you quoting? You're quoting Ben Bagbag is following you? He's a Das Yachid. You're right. Ben Bagbag follows you. He says you could take the law into your own hands. But plig your Rabban Allah, the Rabban Archaelic on him. Rav Yana has a second answer. Mashavar Ashinov. Rav Yana says, when he says break his teeth, you know what it means? It means take him to court and have court break his teeth for him. Meaning when it says break his teeth, he's saying it doesn't mean actually do something yourself. It means take him to court. Here's the problem. First of all, then, if it means to go to court, then why do you say, you say to the guy break his teeth? It should be they, the Bezdin. And also, also, the whole thing, it sounds like he says, break his teeth and say, I'm taking my hat back. It should be, they take your hat back for you. Kasha is a kasha. That's the second approach. All right, we'll stop here. Ah, uh, yeah, position.